Sensors podcast consumers welcome to episode 89 of go tell to the wall podcast i'm of course your absolute favorite podcast host the one and only sean o'rourke and currently definitely not the most famous o'rourke in the united states of america right now but that's okay we'll tell everyone else we'll tell everyone we are and then people will believe it even though you know there's another o'rourke that's been in the news quite a bit today Quite a bit. I mean, quite a bit over the past year or so, but really definitely today. And we'll touch on that a little bit as much as we don't get into politics. Like I said, episode 89, Go Tell to the Wall podcast. Let's kick things off with some social plugs. Man, I'm going to warn everyone tonight. I'm drinking stronger beer than usual, and they are in pint cans. Means we're probably going off the rails pretty early tonight, but that's okay. Sometimes off the rails is good. We tend to get good feedback when things are off the rails. Uh, Nonetheless, social plugs. You can follow us between episodes, during episodes, after episodes, before episodes, whenever you so please, and you can do so in multiple ways. One of those would be Twitter. Definitely follow us on Twitter, at TellTheWallPod, as well as at MagicMuppet. Just follow both of them. At TellTheWallPod is the official Twitter account for Go Tell to the Wall, and of course, at MagicMuppet is my own personal Twitter account. Just follow both of them. You're going to enjoy it. You're going to get good stuff. Uh, so follow them. And of course, we are on Facebook. We're currently live on Facebook right now, right as we speak. And f- if, if you want to follow us on Facebook, head over to facebook.com slash go tell to the wall, like our page, stay updated with all the good stuff. All When episodes come out, everything goes through that page. It also goes through Twitter, but that that's one of your best ways to keep in touch and keep up to date with Go Tell to the Wall would be Facebook.com slash Go Tell to the Wall. Uh, and of course, we are on YouTube. YouTube's still doing good numbers. Uh, head on over to YouTube, search Go Tell to the Wall, and subscribe to our channel. That's where you're going to find uh, not only the actual video feeds from our live broadcasts that are pulled from Facebook, uh, but you're going to find additional videos on there, uh, such as our beer reviews, our parenting section, uh, and a bunch of common sense rants and all that good stuff. You you know you want to get in on that, so make sure you subscribe to our YouTube page. And most importantly, all-encompassing of those things I just mentioned would be SeanO'RourkeLive.com. That's right, SeanO'RourkeLive.com. Uh, I'm, if you don't know how to spell O'Rourke by now, watch the news. Just watch the news, and you will you should get that spelling correct. But again, SeanO'RourkeLive.com. You're going to find links to all those things I just mentioned, uh, as well as things you're not going to find anywhere else, such as uh, videos, pictures, blog posts, all that good stuff. And, of course, the link to our Patreon page. If you are so inclined and have the means to do so, please, please, please support us through Patreon. Uh, and you can get the link right there on SeanO'RourkeLive.com. I think you can also get it on YouTube. It's all over the place. But please help us out financially. Helps to keep the studio running. Helps to keep everything moving along. It, it enables us to bring in new formats and new, all kinds of new things. So please, please support us on Patreon. Uh, oh, and before I forget to mention, there's new videos coming next week on the YouTube channel. I, I've actually, I realized I had a bunch of videos in the can already. We've got beer reviews. Uh, I've got some other parenting videos, uh, as well as some mental health videos that are going to go up there. We're going to have a whole new playlist on YouTube soon uh, that is all mental health videos, all mental health topics and that good stuff. Because as you know, uh, we at Go Tell Us All are, are huge proponents of mental health awareness and mental illness awareness and, and erasing that stigma. So look forward to that. It's all going to be rolling out next week. And as long as you're following our Twitter our Twitter accounts and, and the Facebook page and stuff, you're, you're going to keep up to date on that stuff. So look forward to that coming next week. It's just a matter of me uh, getting enough time to sit in the studio uh, and, and actually get the stuff up. And it's probably not going to happen this weekend because it's St. Patty's weekend. <laughs> I just know. I Yeah, not going to be a lot happening uh, as far as that's concerned. But next week, it's all going to be coming your way. Uh, and uh, I don't want to say most importantly, but what you're all most excited about would be the beer this week. Oh, man. I'm, I'm thoroughly enjoying this one. Uh, we've got a tasty brew from Modern Times, Modern Times Brewery, which is out of San Diego. We've had some of these on here before. 
I don't know if we've had a ton of them for podcast episodes, but there are definitely beer reviews uh, up on the YouTube channel of Modern Times. And this is their City of the Sun Hoppy Juicy IPA. The City of the Sun Hoppy Juicy IPA. And you know where this is going. This is one of those juicy IPAs. It's 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 kind of riding that line between a New England style IPA and like a juicy IPA, which has gotten real popular over the past year or so. Uh, it's definitely tasty. Definitely fruity. You're going to get a fruit, some fruitiness to it. Uh, and but you still have the hoppiness to it. So so if, if you're into the hops, uh, you might be into this one. If if you're not really into the IPAs and the hops, it might still be a little too hoppy bitter for you. Uh, but it's definitely enjoyable. I'm enjoying it, and uh, <laughs> I'll tell you, they found the name. They not only do they have some like experimental hops in here, which because it, it really has a very very much citrus taste to it, like a lot of the juicy IPAs. Uh, but they actually named it City of the Sun. Uh, it's named after a cent- 17th century, this, oh, it's a crackpot utopian fiction from the 17th century that describes a sun-worshipping theocracy uh, featuring the common ownership of children, goods, and partners with a rigid system of group mating. Yeah, it sounds kind of like Future Man, it, the, the most recent season of Future Man. I, I don't know how much I'm behind that, but it's a name for the beer, and it's tasty. And we do enjoy some modern times. I still haven't been down to the tasting room here in Los Angeles. It's a San Diego brewery, but they do have a tasting room in Los Angeles. i got to make my way down there at some point here because I do thoroughly enjoy uh, modern times. I would highly, highly recommend really any of their stouts. They, they have some really tasty... Uh, like coffee stouts and stuff, but this one as well, very, very tasty, real fruity, but it's got that, it's definite IPA uh, taste to it. So check them out. Check out some some modern times. Oh, yeah. Uh, all right, let's get into some social. Let's talk about the elephant in the room. Yeah, if you're <laughs> if you're listening to this after the fact, it might not be the elephant in the room, but if you're watching on the live feed or you're listening, you know, whatever it is, uh, it is March 14th, which means it's Pi Day. And, of course, it is hashtag Pi Day. Hey, Chris, thanks for joining. Uh, we've got our on-air producer, Chris, who has joined. I'm sure Bridget uh, is either with him or will be joining shortly. Uh, but, again, yes, it's Pi Day. Uh, and that's all I'm going to say because I'm I, like I'm just I'm so tired of Pi Day. Every year it's the same damn thing. We get a bunch of the same damn memes, and it's like I, we get it. It's 3:14. Go eat some pie. D- did you just need an excuse to eat pie? I mean, that's fine if that's what you needed, but I'm I'm over the Pi Day, so we're just going to leave that at that. Uh, but I am I do want to move on to this next one, which I will probably just get a little bit too ridiculous on. Oh, we got Chris and Bridget joining the live feed. Hi, Chris. Hi, Bridget. Um, and that would be a a kind of a viral hashtag that's going around right now, which is hashtag trash tag. I know that seems like kind of a double uh, double meaning or whatever, uh, and you can probably figure out what exactly it means. It, it's, it has to do with trash. And what people are doing is they're going around wh- wherever their neighborhood is or maybe they're on a road trip, uh, finding an area that is littered with trash and then picking it up, taking a before photo and an after photo of the their cleanup and and putting a hashtag of hashtag trash tag on it. This is great. I'm fully supportive of uh, people picking up trash. However, when I saw this, I was like, that's great. Do we do we really need to promote it on social media platforms? Like, just pick up your trash. Uh, and if someone else has left some trash, just pick it up. It, it's easy. And if, if, if you don't like picking up trash because you're worried about germs or you've got OCD like myself, like I totally get it. Uh, I, I do love it. Uh, but Bridget, you're going to appreciate this. What I'm about to bring up, uh, get one of those like picker upper things. I've, I've got one. I, I keep it at the house. That's how I pick up trash when I don't want to uh, actually touch it. And one of those little squeeze handle things. Uh, but the reason I was kind of like, okay, do we really need an excuse? Hashtag is I'm a burner. Uh, Chris and Bridget are both burners. Many people that listen to this podcast are burners. I, I, I hang out in the burner community, uh, quite a bit. And this is just kind of an everyday thing for burners. Like we just you pick up trash. You don't leave trash around and you pick up trash, you know. So while it's great, I'm, I'm happy that it is encouraging other people uh, to actually pick up trash. This is something that burners have been doing for a very, 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 very long time. Uh, so don't get all high and mighty there too much. Everyone who's like, oh, this is the first time I picked up a piece of trash in my life. Like, good for you, dude. Maybe just keep your neighborhood clean in general, uh, you know, and, and not need a hashtag to, uh, to actually, you know, 
promote it. I, I don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm happy that people are picking up trash. I'm just like, do, do we really we really need hashtags to get people to just do kind of a normal everyday thing? Uh, but that is the world we live in. That is the world we live in. However, I do agree, uh, Bridget, is that's a challenge that's worthwhile. Uh, compared to the other challenges, this is definitely much better. Uh, nobody's throwing cheese at their kids, so that's fa I, uh, that's fantastic, I guess. And some good is coming of it. So I don't mean to say, like, this is dumb. I'm not saying it's dumb. It's just like, you know, maybe pick up trash and don't feel the need to promote that you have picked up trash. Just Just a thought. Just, you know, just a thought. It's kind of a kind of a good way to go about your life and and not need to get recognition for every little thing you do which is just kind of a common humanity thing you know have some courtesy uh but nonetheless we're gonna move along uh to some of these other hashtags that i've been enjoying uh this one that is floating around right now hashtag my excuse for being late hashtag my excuse for being late uh and this one came from at belladonna kiss uh, hashtag my excuse for being late i'm not your clock is a liar i'm probably going to use this one like in the future i just i don't see why i wouldn't i tend to be nowadays i tend to be late uh i i was always an early person uh, it, usually when i'm working which a lot of wall fans are going to be like no you come into the studio late all the time yes i i get that but usually when i'm working events and stuff and i'm booked for a certain time i tend to be very early uh now these days when it comes to social events i tend to be late because i have a two-year-old chris and bridget i'm sure can relate it's hard and they have two kids it's hard to get one kid out the door i can't imagine trying to get two kids out the door to be somewhere on time uh and of course when i was especially when i was single and it was just myself i i was very much into arriving fashionably late and, and this can it, that can be an advantage sometimes. I have been in situations where I showed up to a party where I didn't really know people that well, didn't even necessarily know the host that well. And I show up and there's like three people there. And then you're like, oh, OK, well, now I'm sitting in more of just like a uh, you know conversation as opposed to a party and not being prepared for that. That's something you which led me to being kind of uh, fashionably late. You know, because that's the words they use fashionably late uh, for events and parties just to avoid those situations. And and, and I granted, I, I get it. I'm a very social person. I am very extroverted, but I'm also very introverted. So that puts me in certain situations a lot, a lot. Uh, all right, moving on. Hashtag quiet music. Hashtag quiet music. You can figure this one out. This is people uh, taking songs which I, I always love the song things. If you can't tell, if you've been a listener, you know, I, I tend to pull these song hashtags. Uh, so hashtag uh, quiet music is there. People are taking song titles or songs and they're turning them into quieter things. Uh, this one I really enjoyed. There's one from at JS Williams, 1962 uh, hashtag quiet music mime after mime. That's right. Mime after mime. Uh, the other one I thoroughly enjoyed, especially being a, a fan of this band, was hashtag quiet music. The silent femmes. The silent femmes. Not the violent femmes, the silent femmes. See, I'm like, now nah, I give away the jokes. I'm like, nah, it's not even really a joke. It's just a play on words here. Uh, all right. And the last one we've got for this week. Man, man, oh, man. I am excited about this one. It was so timely. And I have a feeling this one came about because and we're gonna get don't worry we're getting into some of this when it comes to tv film and books uh i have a feeling this was spawned from what was happening with aunt becky uh my good friend becky is gonna be listening and be like me no aunt becky from full house don't worry becky i'm not talking about you uh aunt becky from full house and we'll get into some of that but the hashtag is hashtag things rich people do differently Hashtag things rich people do differently. Uh, and Tracy Bell, who shared this one, really with that same thought. Hashtag things rich people do differently. Apparently college admissions. Apparently college admissions. Uh, and I can tell you, hashtag things rich people do differently is apparently ride on a yacht while your mother is being arrested. God, I, I like I don't even want to be rich. My wife says to me, she, she's, every once in a while, she's like, it'd be really nice to be rich. I'm like... I'd like to ha be comfortable and have a bunch of... I don't want to be rich. I don't want to be one of those people. I don't want to ride around on yachts. I don't want to have the option of paying money to get my kid into school, you know? And, in fact, we're going to get into some of that in TV film books because, like, oh, man, I have a very much personal experience uh, that can speak to that. But hashtag things rich people do differently, which is really, ever like... 
<sighs> eat the rich. Hashtag eat the rich. All right, let's move on to some TV, film, and books because that's about all I can handle of that hashtag. TV, film, and books. We've got some news from The Simpsons. That's right, not news on new episodes necessarily, but news on an old episode. Uh, specifically an episode from season three called Stark Raving Dad. The producers of The Simpsons have decided to pull this episode completely. They've pulled it from all streaming. They've pulled it from syndication. Uh, and they are pulling it from all future DVD box set sales. And you're sitting there like, why? Why? Well, if you're not familiar with this, uh, and maybe you will be when I explain it, but even if you're not beyond that, you'll understand. Uh, the the episode Stark Raving Dad in season three, which, I mean, this is back in the 90s. This is probably like 91, 92, you know, years ago. But any of the young listeners are like, I wasn't even alive. And I'm like, I know. Uh, but this was the the episode that featured a Michael Jackson character. Now, it wasn't actually Michael Jackson, but it was a Michael Jackson character. And for years and years and years, the producers really never confirmed that it was voiced by Michael Jackson. But we all kind of knew it was voiced by Michael Jackson. And sure enough, that is the episode they have pulled. We talked about this last week with a bunch of radio stations in Canada uh, and New Zealand pulling Michael Jackson songs from radio radio rotation because of the uh, Leaving Neverland uh, documentary that came out. Uh, so you're not going to be able to find those anywhere. Uh, and I will tell you, I didn't actually, like, I didn't look into this too much, but something else that popped up on my radar in the past couple days uh, was there was a showrunner from The Simpsons at the time. Uh, one of their showrunners actually came out in an interview and said that they felt that Michael Jackson was actually grooming young boys by doing this episode of The Simpsons. Now, I'm again, I'm not going to get into semantics on that because I haven't uh, looked into it fully. But it will say that is just another layer kind of to this this Simpsons story, uh, as well as the next piece I want to talk to you about, and that's Corey Feldman. If you're, You should all know Corey Feldman. I don't care how young you are. Figure out who Corey Feldman is. Go watch Lost Boys. Go watch Lost Boys. I don't care how old you are. Lost Boys is a fantastic movie. Uh, I'm not going to sit here and say Corey Feldman is a fantastic actor. I'm just saying you should know who he is. Everything everyone should see Lost Boys. Fantastic film. Fantastic from the 80s. Uh, Corey Feldman was a close friend of Michael Jackson close friend of Michael Jackson, has actually defended him for years, years and years and years. He has defended him against people that have brought these allegations uh, that he was a pedophile and, and everything else, which you're aware of. This has been happening since the 90s, for, for God's sake. There was an old joke, like genes have, you know, children's genes have, it's a whole thing. I'm not going to get into that either, but Corey Feldman very much defended him tooth and nail, tooth and nail. Uh, but we did get a story from Variety, straight from Variety, uh, where Corey Feldman actually came out and said he can no longer defend Michael Jackson, can no longer defend Michael Jackson uh, because of that, because of the Leaving Neverland documentary that came out. And he's I think he's finally seeing the error of his ways, I guess. But Corey Feldman's also a little crazy. Just, you know, watch Lost Boys, but don't don't emulate <laughs> Corey Feldman by any, any, any means. All right, moving along. Captain Marvel. Yeah. Chris, did you see it yet? Did you see Captain Marvel yet? I meant to ask you before I came in the studio, but I, and I totally forgot. Uh, Captain Marvel hit theaters last Friday. Everyone's seen it. I have not. I'd very much like to see it, but I have not seen it yet, uh, mainly because I have a two-year-old at home. It's hard to get out to the movies. Uh, I probably won't be able to see it for like a month. I'm like, my schedule just got ridiculously packed uh, for the next month or so. I'm seeing like five, six concerts. Yeah, of course Chris saw it. We gotta t I got to talk to you, Chris, what, what your specific thoughts are on it, uh, but... I'm doing all these concerts. I've got birthdays and everything else. My wife's birthday's coming up. Uh, my my uh, my big little sister's birthday's coming up. It's just one thing after another. So I don't know if I'm going to be able to get out to see Captain Marvel. Uh, but I have been following the news. Been following the news a bit because I want to support Captain Marvel. I love Brie Larson and and uh, and I'm excited to actually get around to seeing it because I, my MCU Marvel Cinematic Universe like kind of following was was going way up at one time and then I got kind of tired of it and I was like I just don't care anymore and then like Infinity War hit and I was like boom oh I'm gonna be very much into the MCU again now uh, so I am excited about seeing Captain Marvel but we did get a fun little tidbit from the producers of Captain Marvel uh, and if you've seen it or you ha even if you haven't seen it this is no spoilers uh, you know that there is an orange tabby cat that's in it. Uh, the cat is named Goose. Again, that's not spoiling anything. Uh, and of course, 
as Chris can attest to, I, well, I don't know that he specifically worked, but but being in the industry, he can attest to it. I can myself, uh, having worked in the film industry. When you have animals in, especially like cats like that, uh, in a film or a television show, you tend to have multiple cats. So there was multiple of this goose cat, the same, same looking cat, but they had a bunch of them. Uh, and, and all of the cats were very receptive to most of the actors on set. Like there's a scene with Samuel L. Jackson, like super easy to do. However, the producers ran into some issues when it came to the scrolls, scrolls. Now this is they, these are like the funky alien looking guys, and I, I don't mean funky like it, it's just my ignorance to it. They're they're funky looking. They're aliens. They've got you know green skin and all this other stuff. And and so what happened was there were scenes with the cat goose and these alien scrolls, and the cats weren't really warming up to the people dressed in the crazy alien scroll makeup so what they had to do was really adjust some of these cats uh, to be able to be around the the people dressed as scrolls and what the producers did was they literally cut shooting one day uh, and had the cat kind of hang out with one of the actors that was in full makeup uh, and one of the actors that was not so that they could get comfortable acting around the scrolls I'm doing finger quotes for the cat acting the cats being a cat uh, not to take away from it it is acting there you have you have animal actors uh, but they had to get them comfortable, and I thought that was incredibly amusing because cats are cats are very finicky. If you've never had a cat, they are very finicky. They tend to not like people, they you know, not like most people, and so it totally makes sense that when you have people in like full on green makeup and spiky ears, that the cats are like, "What is this? I don't know what's happening." But then they got more comfortable, realized that it was just humans in makeup, and and they were able to finish the shooting. Oh, oh man. Chris, did, did you lose your mind today? Did you lose your mind when the trailer dropped? Uh, we got a new trailer for Avengers Endgame, for Avengers 4, which is coming out very soon. We got, I, I believe it's the final like big trailer uh, that's coming out. And I don't, I, I got to tell you, even I got excited. Like, I was like, oh, I'm very cynical when it comes to movie trailers and stuff. Like, I remember when the, when the Star Wars uh, Episode 7 trailer came out and people were like, I'm crying. And I was like, grow up, dude grow up. It's a freaking movie trailer. I'm not saying I cried at the Avengers Endgame trailer, but I watched it. Agreed, Chris. Chris is pointing out that it's an awesome trailer. I watched it, and I was like, oh, it's a mosque. It was... Oh, gosh. Um, Breaking news is literally coming into the show right now. There was unfortunately a mass shooting in New Zealand, uh, and I just saw it come across that it happened at a mosque. Happened at a mosque in New Zealand. We'll, we'll probably be talking about that next week, depending kind of what comes down in the news. Apologies. I know I was right in the middle of something, but we're getting breaking. I was walking in the studio, and my wife was like, there was a mass shooting in New Zealand. I went, holy crap. Uh, but as I was saying, I don't want to sit here. I got super excited. I'm not going to sit here and, like, break it down and dissect it. I will, what I will say is just enjoy it. Just enjoy the trailer. Get excited for the film. Don't get into all the ridiculousness of like Easter eggs and we're going to break this down. If that's what you want to do, that's fine. I'm not saying you're like bad for wanting to do that. I'm just saying just enjoy it. Just enjoy it for what it is a trailer. Look forward to the movie and and just be blown away at the movie, um, assuming it's going to be good, which I'm sure it is. Oh, man. Oh, Aunt Becky. Oh, Aunt Becky. I, I'm not going to get into details on all this. Uh, I, I'm br- I, I have it in TV, film, and books because... Lori Laughlin, uh, as well as Felicity Huffman and some others, have gotten in trouble this week for uh, co- for a college cheating scandal. College cheating. I don't want to get into all the semantics of this, but it, the college cheating scandal. They're in some trouble. Uh, Lori Laughlin, Aunt Becky, was actually arrested this week. Was actually arrested this week, as was Felicity Huffman, I believe. I, again, I'm not following this story that closely, uh, partly because it wasn't a huge surprise to me. I was like, yeah, no, I grew up around rich people. This is this is what happens. I wasn't rich, but I grew up around rich people. Yeah, this is what happens. You know, and it's extra funny because people are like, well, why didn't they just buy a building for the campus? That would have been the legal way to get your kid in. It's like, so that's better? That just throw your money around? You see what happens when throwing your money around, or even fake money for that matter, we end up with an orange asshole in the White House. Like, we need to stop this. Stop it. Uh, and I bring it up because... Apparently, Lori Laughlin uh, was fired from the ha- from Hallmark, the Hallmark Channel, uh, 
because uh, apparently she was on the Hallmark Channel. I, I don't know. I don't watch the Hallmark Channel. Nothing against people that do watch the Hallmark Channel. It's just, I don't watch the Hallmark Channel. I don't even think I get the Hallmark Channel. She was fired from her job at the Hallmark Channel, uh, as well as her daughter, Olivia Jade, who's actually kind of at the center of this. Uh, she lost her brand partnerships, one of them being Sephora, among many others, because, of course, she's like an Instagram personality, and that's what happens when your parents are filthy rich and you're moderately good-looking. You get into whatever college you want to because your parents pay people, and you also just get to automatically be an Instagram star because your parents are rich and famous. Famous. She's Aunt frickin' Becky. Her dad is Massimo whatever. Yeah, that brand that was was kind of hot in the 80s and then Target, like they put a bunch of Massimo and Target and then it just kind of, I don't even th- know if Massimo even exists anymore. I mean, the, the dude does. I don't know if the clothing brand even exists anymore, but that's what happens. Um, and I'm, t- I'm telling you, like, like I said, she was on a fucking yacht. She was on a fucking yacht with one of the, the trustee members from, from USC. On a yacht while her mother's getting arrested. And it's like, this, this is what's ridiculous. I'm not saying you, if you're on a yacht, you're ridiculous. But this is what's ridiculous. She's a college student. Why is she on a yacht with one of the trustees of USC? Why? Why? There's no excuse for that. There's no excuse for that. And you know that trustee isn't like a 25-year-old. Like, come on. Let, let's call a spade a spade, people. Let's call a spade a spade. Uh, and I'm just so sick of rich people. And I'll tell you, here's the thing. If you think this doesn't happen all the time, and and I'm not saying this is apples to apples, because I realize there are athletic scholarships and all these other things. I have a cousin who went on a five-year full ride to University of Texas. Now, granted, he was also an academic All-American, so he was pulling his weight. He was more than worthy of being accepted to University of Texas. But I've seen this happen. I went to a private high school. I, I am a product of 13 years of private Catholic education. I think I've said that on this podcast before. 13 years. Let me take a sip here. 13 years. Uh, my high school was not cheap to go to. And in fact, my senior year, because my family didn't have a ton of money. I mean, not my immediate family. There's some money floating around in extended family. My immediate family didn't have a ton of money. Uh, and almost couldn't afford to send me to my high school for my senior year. In fact, I thought I was going to be going to a public high school for my senior year after spending three years at the same high school uh, simply because my parents couldn't afford it. Simply because my parents couldn't afford it. This is high school. And I will tell you right now, and here here come my fellow alumni are going to start, they're going to start getting on me about this. I'll tell you right now, uh, there were people at my school, absolutely people at my school that were not paying to go to school there. They weren't paying. Their schooling was paid for because they were good at sports. And I say it's not apples to apples because it's high school versus college. And it's and yes, college in colleges, they have athletic scholarships because those drive that drives revenue for the university itself or the college. However, in high school, it's actually completely illegal. It's not allowed. You can't recruit in high school. You can't you can't give out athletic scholarships in high school. You couldn't when I was in high school. But there's kids in my high school that weren't paying to be there. Because they have athletic ability. And trust me, I had athletic ability too. I can't imagine someone that didn't have any. But because my parents didn't have the money and I got lazy by the time I was a senior and wasn't this quite the elite athlete I was as a sophomore and junior, I almost didn't go to school. Now, fortunately, uh, a very, 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 very close friend uh, who unfortunately is no longer with us was able to uh, basically pull some strings and get me back into school. Um, and it was eventually paid off. But... That's the world we live in. That's the world we live in. Whether it's money or it's talent, whatever it is, that's the world we live in. And then you have ri- you have wealthy people, rich people that then don't actually have to even spend their money. Don't have to spend it because people give them free shit. I'll tell you, hashtag eat the rich. Moving along, Tom DeLonge, Tom DeLonge, Tom DeLonge, however you want to pronounce his last name, he's in the news again. Not really even in the news, but we've got an article about him. Uh, So if you're interested, uh, Tom DeLonge has a new television show on the History Channel. uh, Because, yes, this definitely fits in with history. I I don't get freaking channels these days. It's like it's the old joke back in the 90s with MTV. It was like, where's the music on MTV? All of the channels are like that now. The History Channel uh, has shows like this one I'm about to tell you about produced by Tom DeLonge, and it's a limited series called Unidentified Inside America's 
UFO investigation. Ah, seems extremely bottom of the barrel. Uh, just how far we he has fallen, and like, can we just not? Can we not promote stupid things like this? It just it needs to stop. And if you want to promote, like, have a YouTube channel, Tom. Why why are you taking up space on the History Channel? Like, we could actually be learning real history from the History Channel, but instead we're gonna see dumb UFO conspiracies uh, from Tom DeLonge. Like, I don't get it. He's going to be talking in his high-pitched voice, and you're like, I can't take you seriously to begin with, and you're going to tell me about UFOs? No. No. Can't do it. Oh, man. Moving along. Shameless. Oh. Oh. Chris and Brid- I don't know. Bridget, too. Do you guys watch Shameless? You know I watch Shameless. Oh, I watched this last week's episode. It was from this past Sunday. Uh, season finale for season nine, right? I think season nine. I can't keep track of the season numbers. I was actually late to the game with Shameless. I watched a bunch of it on uh, Netflix. I, I I was like, I didn't come into Shameless until like five, six seasons in. I'd heard of it, just didn't wasn't really into it. And I caught up with it on Netflix, and then now watch it on uh, Showtime anytime. But oh man, oh man, they did a fantastic job. Uh, farewell to Emmy Rossum, who plays Fiona. I've teased this a little bit. We've talked about it. She is officially gone uh, from the show now. Uh, I'm sure we're going to see her a little bit now and then. She'll probably guest star on uh, Shameless. We do know that Ian is coming back. That's not really a spoiler because there was articles coming out. He's going to be back next season. Uh, he did make a semi-spoiler warning. He made a quick appearance in, in the season finale, uh, which he kind of had to just send off to Fiona. Made sense, and they did a fantastic job with it. Uh, the The interaction between her and William H Macy was was fantastic. The interaction between her and Lip was fantastic. And and I'll tell you, I'll tell everyone right now, I actually teared up a little bit watching the season finale of Shameless. Uh, and I'll tell you, one of the things that hit me the most, and this is a no spoilers. If you've never watched the show, I don't even want to give spoilers. I will just say that somebody on the show might be having a child. Uh, in the future, and then there's someone on the show that has children currently, and so the one that could possibly be having children in the future, ask the one that currently has children, uh, how he is such a great father, and he says to, and excuse my language, I know I already dropped a couple F-bombs, and he said to the guy, I don't want to fuck them up, how do, you, how do you keep from fucking up your kids, and he turns to him, and he says, all you got to do is love him, man, he says it just like that. All you got to do is love them, and you won't fuck them up. And I'm sitting on my couch. It's middle of the day. My, my two-year-old's napping, and I just went, oh, my God. That's the epitome of parenting right there. Just love them. Just love them. That's all you got to do. If you love them, maybe, they're not, maybe you're not going to do the best job, but you're not going to fuck it up. You're not going to screw it up. Just love them. And it's like when it comes down to its core, that's what it is. Bridget is, ag- is agreeing. No, maybe you're just saying shameless. I don't know. Yeah, I thought you guys watched Shameless. Just love him, man. Just love him. That's that's the epitome of parenting. It's the epitome of life. Just love each other. Love and support each other. Don't hate. We're going to need some hateful people here shortly. Uh, One last thing on TV, film, and books. Chris, we got a new show coming in a couple weeks. Two weeks from tonight. Two weeks from tonight. New show for you to watch on NBC. Wait, right? NBC? Yes, NBC. Uh, new show called Abby's. We talked about this briefly. And you know what's funny? Abby's is going to be premiering on NBC March 28th. And I actually didn't realize this uh, when I was looking at the original stuff on it, when Chris was kind of giving me some info. It actually takes place in San Diego. I don't know why you weren't telling me that, Chris. It's That's just an extra little tidbit on it. I love San Diego. Uh, despite the fact that it's a little red down there. I love San Diego, and so I'm glad that this is taking place in San Diego. I also love many of the actors that are on this show. It's coming out, premiering March 28th uh, on NBC. And yes, you might be saying to yourself, March 28th, two weeks from tonight. That's a Thursday. Ha-ha! Here's the cool thing. You can totally get your drinks ready, cuddle up, listen, and watch some Go Tell It to the Wall podcast, whatever episode number that might be. And then once Go Tell It to the Wall is over, at 9.30 on NBC, you're going to be able to watch some Abby's. That's right, Abby's. This is the show uh, where Abby, the main character, has set up a bar in her backyard. 
uh, and is serving all of her, her customers, which is really neighbors and friends and everything. I'm super excited about this. And of course, we're promoting it uh, very heavily. Congrats to... Oh. <laughs> my friend is actually sitting in the living room with, with my wife and sending me messages on the, the phone. I'm sure it's a good one, though. Uh, probably having to do with interrupters who are currently playing a show in Boston. Eh, they're probably done by now. Uh, but Abby's congratulations to our very own on-air producer, Chris Hassong. On-air facts and information uh, producer, Chris Hassong, who is the AD on Abby's. So, of course, I know the show is going to be fantastic. Like, I'm positive of that. I haven't seen it yet, but I'm, I'm positive of that. But even if it was terrible, Chris, we'd still be telling everyone to watch it. But Chris doesn't work on bad shows. That's the thing. He does not work on bad shows, so I know this one's going to be fantastic. Mark your calendar. Set your DVRs. I'm going to remind you next week and the week after. Just quick reminders, so check it out. Uh, music. Oh, man. Man, I'm not a huge fan of this guy. I, I appreciate his music. I'm not, a, like, a huge fan. But Steve Aoki, the DJ, he's a, he's a well-known DJ, actually released a new album today. Today he released a new album. Uh, and it's a bunch of songs, and he collaborated with a bunch of other artists on the majority of those songs. One of the artists that he collaborated with is Blink-182. One of the artists, one of the bands that he collaborated with is Blink-182. So there is a new song out there. Please, please, please check it out. Uh, it is so good. It is so good. The funny thing is with Blink, like I love Blink. I support them no matter what. Uh, Mark did this stupid little simple creatures thing, and I'm like, I I don't care for this, Mark. Like you're, you, that's fine. If, and I'm not saying if you like it, that's fine. It's just it wasn't for me. Travis is always doing crazy stuff, and I'm like, okay, Travis, this isn't for me. And then the Steve Aoki thing dropped today, and my head just went. Pow! I was like, oh man, there is the blink that I love collaborating with another artist. And I'll tell you, I like Matt Skiba. I like him. And I'm not saying I disliked his vocals on the last Blink-182 album, but if you check out this song, you can find it on YouTube, find it wherever. Uh, check out this song. Oh, man. This was... I, I, I watched the video and listened to the lyrics, and I was like, oh, Matt Skiba is fantastic. Not to say he wasn't great, but I was like, he is fantastic. Fantastic. Great vocals on that track. Check them out. And of course, you've got vocals uh, from Mark. And speaking of Blink-182, that's more news from Blink-182. Travis Barker did an interview recently and was asked about the new Blink-182 album that they are currently working on. And he pointed out that the album will be released before the Warp Tour 25th anniversary shows, which means we are getting this thing in the spring at some point. Uh, going to be extra interesting. I'm really curious if it's going to be around the same timing that Enema of the State was released. Uh, because Enema of the State, if you're familiar with Blink-182 or if you're not, Enema of the State was released 20 years ago uh, this year. And it'll be in a couple months. It was released in the spring. I don't have an exact date. 20 years ago. I was actually thinking to myself today. And I said it to my wife. Blink-182 really blew up in, in 1999. Uh, I have seen Blink-182 in concert probably 30 times. I, I, I Probably 30 times. Most of those times were in the 90s, the mid-90s. I actually haven't seen them play a live concert since 1999. They blew up, and it became very expensive to go see them in concert, and I was poor. I didn't get to go see them in concert after they extremely blew up. I saw them at uh, X-Fest in 1999, and then I saw them at Warp Tour 1999, which I believe is the last... Warp Tour that they really played, like the tour, uh, saw them at Warp Tour 99 in San Diego. And actually, that was the Warp Tour where Mark announced he was going uh, going to Sombreros afterward. And that's where we all went because we're all very familiar with Sombrero. If you're from North County, San Diego, you know Sombrero right there in Carmel Mountain Ranch. Uh, and expecting a bunch of people to show up and not a lot of people showed up. And Mark was just kind of hanging out and we hung out with Mark for a little while. Yeah, yeah. Which was extra funny because like... In 1996, like, Mark would just be, like, chilling outside of the venue, and you're like, what's up, dude? Like, and he's like, hey, can you bring some more friends to see our show? We need more people to be in this venue. <laughs> it's like 1999, like, oh, my God, Blink-182. Yeah. That's why I have PTSD when it comes to, like, interrupters and stuff. I'm like, stop selling out your shows. Stop selling them out. I'm happy for the success. It's just PTSD. I'm not being able to see my favorite, one of my favorite bands. And it's, ha like, it just happens. It happens. Oh, man. I think we got somebody new on the live feed. Who's jumping on the live feed there? I'm not getting names popping up. 
Oh, Nate Bosley, the great Nate Bosley. Hi, Nate. All right, moving on. We got some parenting tips. Parenting tips right now. Oh, boy. Uh, this one came from parenting.com. I actually found this really interesting. Uh, this is a list of eight photos of your kids that you should not share on social media. Should not share. Now, is this hard and fast rule? No, but I, I kind of wanted to run through some of these. Uh, number one would be bath time. Bath time. And, you know, I'm going to list them, and then we're going to kind of unpack it a little bit. Uh, number two, when they're sick or injured. Number three, shaming photos. Number four, on the potty. Number five, private details. I, f I feel like that's one that's, come on. Uh, number six, group pictures, which we'll get into. Number seven, bullying fodder. Uh, and number eight, unsafe activities. Now, bath time, that seems pretty obvious. You, now, and, and you might be like, it's very innocent. My kid is one, years old, one year old. And we, like, everyone has pictures, especially, you know, if, if you're of a certain age when you were younger. Like, your parents probably have pictures of you in the bath. I totally get it. Uh, there's a picture floating around somewhere of me and my cousin in the bathtub at my grandmother's house. I've seen this photo. Like, I get it and when we're, like, two, three years old. Like, to I'm, I, I get it that it's cute and everything. The thing is, when it comes to posting these things, posting them on social media. Remember when we were talking about YouTube a week or two ago and how there was a whole pedophile ring that they were uncovering where they were tipping each other off as to where to go on videos with kids in them uh, to, to kind of get their rocks off, for lack of a better word, lack of a better phrase. Uh, so, so just be careful with that. When they're sick or injured, this is one of those things. Like, would you want someone posting photos of you when you're sick or injured? No, probably not. I know people post photos, of, look at my cats, like that's different, but... Think about those things. Shaming photos, you should never be doing this. I've talked about this in the past. People like to post videos of their kids crying and, and whatever else it is. Don't do it. Don't do it. You don't need to shame your children publicly. Uh, on the potty, that's... Here's the thing, too. I think when it comes to things like that, if unless you're going to share a photo of yourself on the, on the toilet, don't share photos of your kids on the toilet. Uh, private details. This is always obvious. You shouldn't show share your own private details. Uh, group pictures. This is important because let's say your your kid is with a group of friends, and they're playing or whatever, and you want to share. You took a photo and you want to share it. Uh, don't assume that every parent wants their kids on social media. I, I've actually I follow a couple of uh, mommy bloggers, parent bloggers on Twitter, and whenever they post photos of their kids, there's always like a smiley face over them. Their own kids. And it, you see it often with, where people are posting photos and there's other kids in the background and they cover them. Make sure you're doing that because you don't know who else, uh, if anyone wants their kids on there, what the what the situation might be. Uh, bullying fodder, this is really obvious. Like, don't make it so that your kid can be bullied. You know, just just don't do it. That like I, I feel like all of those first six fall into the bullying fodder category because they could all be construed that way. Uh, and unsafe activities. Uh yeah, don't just don't let your kids do unsafe activities. Just just don't 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 do it, and definitely don't post about it. Uh, another thing I want to talk about in parenting. Oh man, this one's all too real for me. Uh, Chris and Bridget, you can probably relate, I'm sure. Uh, and that would be toddler proofing. Toddler proofing. This is it's kind of a thing that that parents don't necessarily talk about, and and I get why. But what happens is when you have a baby and your baby starts to move around the house, you baby proof, you know, and you're like, we're going to put these in the outlets and cover the outlets and put the gates up and all these other little you know, cabinet locks and stuff. What happens is they get a little older and they start walking around. They're taller. Uh, they can reach more things. They're more curious. And you actually have to go through like a second round of proofing, toddler proofing. This happened to me the other day, actually. Uh, I went into the kitchen for something, and I come back out into my dining room, and, and my daughter is holding uh, one of those, like, super tiny, not the, like, tiny, tiny liquor bottles, uh, but one of those, like, single-glass wine bottle situations, you know, that was sitting on our bar in our dining room. Uh, well out of reach for her, but she just hit the point where, uh, see, that's what I'm thinking, Chris. It is harder, too. Chris is pointing out that it's harder. Uh, he has done this twice now he has a six-year-old and a three is yeah phoebe's yeah phoebe's three uh six-year-old and a three-year-old uh so he's done this a couple times and it, it it does seem harder because when this baby stuff you're like okay you just you buy this baby proofing kit and you put it all on the things now it's like like i said she's holding one of these tiny wine bottles and i'm like oh what are you doing but she's able to reach it this high area that for the longest time for for 
oh my God, two years or whatever. I mean, less than that, but however long she was kind of crawling and walking and moving around to, to now. Um, yeah, that's where I'm learning, Chris. Uh, it, it, that's how you, you learn how tall they are. And, and I think my two-year-old had a growth spurt and, and she's holding it and I'm like, oh shit, no, you can't have that. So now I'm going through this whole new, these new rounds of, of toddler proofing here, which is a lot of fun. Uh, kids are fantastic until you have to like keep them safe. And then it's like, Jesus Christ, there's so many things to do, but it's okay. It's okay. Oh man, I'm losing my breath tonight. It's this, I'm drinking pint cans and stronger beer. I don't know how we're not off the rails yet, or maybe we're off the rails and I just don't realize I'm just like ignorance is bliss. Ignorance is bliss. Uh, let's move on to some mental health. I want to run through this real quick because we are run- we're going to start running out of time here. Uh, now I found this article on the Mighty. I love the Mighty. It's fantastic. If 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 you struggle with mental illness or you have relatives or friends that struggle with mental illness, mental health problems, the Mighty is is a great resource. Uh, and one of the articles I found on here was ten paranoid thoughts people with anxiety can have. <laughs> Bridget, what rails? Where we're, I think that's going to be our new theme. Uh, I was thinking about this because I posted a photo where my daughter, my daughter was doing very much a Back to the Future pose. Uh, where we're going, we don't need rails. Bridget, please make sure I remember. That's too much to write down. Where we're going, we don't need rails. I'm using that one now. Rails. Let me just write rails, and hopefully I'll remember. Uh, mental health. Ten paranoid. Uh, these are ten paranoid thoughts people with anxiety have, and I just kind of want to run through these real quick because uh, we are. We're going to end up running out of time. Maybe we'll go over a little bit tonight. Uh, and these are like, I, and what I want to do is just, and, and share not only that these are normal, uh, but kind of a little bit of my own personal experience with these. Uh, number one would be there's been an accident. This is pertaining to if you call or text someone and you don't hear back for a while, where your mind can go. Now, I do this all the time. All the freaking time. It's not even funny. Now, I don't do it with my my friends or my casual friends where I'm like, well, I haven't heard back from a text for two hours, and I assume they're working. What I do is is people that I know are going to text me right back. Like, let's say, for instance, my wife. If she's heading somewhere, and I'll be like, text me when you get there just so I know everything's cool, and she forgets to text me, I immediately go to, oh, my God, she got into a horrible car accident, and she's in the hospital somewhere. That That's just what you do. When your mind works a certain way, that's what you do. Uh, number two, I'm going to die. This is when you think about death constantly. I'm not trying to bring this podcast down, but this is this is uh, can can be a very challenging situation for for a lot of people that deal with mental illness. Uh, this is this is something I deal with uh, on a daily basis. I, you just it's the mortality aspect of mental illness, uh, and for me and specifically, and it, it it varies from person to person. Is I obsess on these things. I obsess because I have obsessive compulsive disorder. I obsess on things that give me anxiety, uh, such as death being inevitable and that would be one of them uh will something happen to my child this is the worst one there is and i'm sure chris and bridget can relate to an extent this is the worst one there is i i just I, you just assume that the terrible things are going to happen to your child and you end up being overprotective to an extent now i don't consider myself overprotective necessarily uh, but it's just like suddenly i'll get a thought in my head where my kid is falling off of the table or something not that she's on the table a lot uh, and that's just like, I won't be able to sleep at night. I won't be able to sleep at night. And that, that's just a byproduct of having that crazy anxiety. Uh, will my children be taken away from me? I actually don't personally have this as much, but I get it. People that suffer from mental illness, there's a constant worry if you have kids that, that someone's going to realize that you have a mental illness and then decide that you are not fit to take care of your kids. I could, I could see that definitely being a problem for a lot of people. Uh, I'm not good enough. Oh man, this is me every single day. My wife can tell you every single day. I'm like, I'm not good enough. I can't do this. I'm not good enough for this. I do this before I go in the studio every every fucking Thursday. Every one of them. I'm like, I can't do this. I why am I doing this? I no, I'm no good at this. I do it before I go do live events, and I I get this anxiety before I go on stage, and I'm like, I can't do this. I can't do this. Now, of course, I have to push past that, and I get to a point where I am good enough. But uh, that that's a struggle, and for some people, it can be very debilitating. Uh, my partner will leave me because I'm too much. I could see this being a, I've said this many times before, definitely find a partner uh, who is supportive and can be accepting of your mental health problems, your mental illness. My wife is a perfect example of that. Perfect example. 
Uh, in fact, I think she sometimes gets to the point where she knows I'm just kind of like ranting about something because I'm I'm having a bad day or whatever, and she's just like, okay, okay. Like she knows when I need the help and when it's like, okay, just just let him, just let him kind of putter out here. You know, it's like it's like having a toddler. Like ah, just let him let him work the energy out. I'm like a toddler essentially. That's what I am. Uh, people are watching and judging me. Good lord. This is my problem with going to any parties or social situations. Sometimes I will come home, I will lay in bed, and I will go over every single conversation, think about every dumb thing I said, and then just assume every single person thinks I'm an idiot and hates me. Yeah. Uh, I have to be too perfect. Number eight. I No, that's... Oh, no. Number eight. I have to be too perfect. Um, this one, uh, perfection is a certain thing. I think if you're obsessing on those instances of perfection whatever it might be, uh, then that makes sense. It, it, it's really, but just know that nobody's perfect. Nobody can be perfect. Nobody. Uh, nobody likes me. They just tolerate me. Uh, that really goes back to, I, I have this problem myself. I, I have like my wife and maybe like two to four friends that I don't worry about this with, but other friends, like I'm just constantly like, oh my God, did I say something stupid? What did I, what is this? I, and I'm reenacting things in my mind. Uh, number 10, everyone will leave me. Everyone will leave me. That is just a constant worry for ev anyone that has any kind of mental health problems, uh, especially when it comes to social interactions. Uh, and it's just, it's just one of those things that you have to deal with on a daily basis. And I bring these up because these are important things to consider. Not only if you have mental health problems or, or you struggle with certain things, but if you have friends that do, you have family that do, then that is something, um, to, to keep in mind, to keep in mind. I'm actually going to skip the next, uh, the next uh, topic here on mental health. Let's run through some tech. I feel like we run through some tech a lot. All right, here we go. Let's run through some things here. All right, you guys know what the hottest, the hottest new chat app for teens is right now? Google Docs. That's right, Google Docs. They aren't, teens aren't necessarily using this at home. What's happening with this is because so many laptop computers and computers are being used in classrooms, uh, students are using Google Docs and other Google uh, programs for writing and, and whatever else, you know, that there's a PowerPoint version they have, like, and sheets or whatever, uh, and there's a way to communicate through those. So now, nowadays, what kids are doing, like when I was younger, you passed physical notes in class. You wrote a note and you passed it. Nowadays, what kids are doing is they're actually using Google Docs uh, to pass notes during class as opposed to passing analog, <laughs> analog notes. <laughs> I like that too. Analog notes. Oh, Facebook. Did you guys notice Facebook was down? Oh, yesterday Facebook was down for so long. Oh, it's crazy. All the hipsters lost their minds. It's not hipsters on Facebook anymore. Uh, everybody lost their mind because Facebook was down. Uh, the hipsters lost their mind because if Facebook's down, you know that means Instagram's down. So that's where the hipsters started losing their mind. Uh, Facebook blamed a server configuration change. Server configuration change. Uh, Facebook, get your shit together. Come on. There's like, this is silly. I was fine with it. I didn't care. As long as it's not a Thursday, I'm good. Facebook, be down. We're good. Be down. I'm fine. Uh, but then in further Facebook news, we got news uh, just today that Facebook is challenging Twitch and YouTube and they have added a gaming tab to their main navigation gaming tab so essentially they're trying to tout now gaming on top of the 50 million other things that they do uh yeah you can't keep the site up you can't keep your website functioning but by all means add a gaming tab and oh yeah i still see the freaking ray-ban spam every fucking day when i go on your website take care of the ray-ban sunglass spam before you start adding other shit to your website jesus christ like I feel like I could be running Facebook and I don't have to have to technical knowledge. I would sit in a meeting and be like, fix the Ray-Ban thing before we add gaming or dating or all this other stuff. Fix the dumb stuff first. Come on now. God. Uh, some news from Verizon. They're launching. La They're launching. They're launching. Jesus. Launching 5G. Uh, their 5G network is going to be launched in Chicago and Minneapolis on April 11th. This is an actual 5G network. This isn't that AT&T bullshit that they do, 5G E, 5G evolution, where they're trying to trick you into thinking that you're getting 5G and Apple's like, here's a little 5G symbol on your phone. So you think you're getting advanced technology, but you're not. You're just getting a dumb thing that we named 5G. No, this is actual 5G coming out from Verizon. It's going to be starting at $85 a month for their base plan. 
the interesting thing is there will be no throttling on their 5G as of now. No throttling. Uh, but keep in mind that Verizon itself only has two different phones uh, that are actually 5G capable. And they are Motorola and uh, hmm, hmm. I think they're both Motorola actually. Uh, so in about a year or so, you're going to see some Samsung 5G phones and all that good stuff. So it might be worth waiting. Uh, and at the cost, I don't have problems with my 4G. I'm good, but I, I could see the appeal of 5G. Uh, if you're in those areas, check it out. Maybe think about, you know, upgrading to that plan, upgrading a phone, whatever you got to do. Try out the 5G there in Minneapolis and Chicago. Uh, moving along. News when it comes to smart speakers. Not really news. Smart speakers. Adults and smart speakers, actually. There's a new report out that says 26.2 of U.S. adults own a smart speaker. 26.2. Over a quarter of adults in the United States of America own a smart speaker. That's right. Uh, now, we have found that Alexa is still the most popular with a 61% market share compared to a 24% market share from Google. I totally get it. We've got three smart speakers in my home. We've got a Google Home and two Google Home Minis. I get it. I like there is a certain appeal to it. I like talking to my thing. I don't talk to it for all the ridiculousness, but I like just asking it for a quick tidbit of information or calling up music, which is really what I do most of the time is call up radio stations and music and stuff. Oh, this is what I've been looking forward to. All day I've been looking forward to this. You guys have sex robots at home? Do you guys who's got a sex robot at home? I don't. I don't know why I'm raising raising my hand as if it's a joke or something. Well, if you got a sex robot at home, here, here, rub it, robot. I feel like I'm uh, Murray Goldberg from the Goldbergs. Rub it, rub it. Uh, if you have a sex robot at home, beware. We have some secure, some cybersecurity experts that have come out with warnings, saying that hackers could remotely hack into your sex robots, taking full control uh, of the sex robot, including the ability to pick up object, objects such as knives and guns. Yeah, not worth it. Don't give in to the robot overlords, people. Just don't do it. Uh, and speaking of weird sex things, we now have available on the market a wearable penis camera. You heard me right. Don't adjust your speakers. This is why I said at the top of the show, this, this is where your kids should not be listening. Wearable penis camera. This is a camera. It is called the cock cam. Cock cam. That's right. Uh, and you can record 90 minutes of video at 1080p, and it goes right on your penis. Right on your penis. Uh, seriously, this is, like, it's just gross. Like, we're such a sex-obsessed society. Like, you gotta have, you gotta have your camera, like, right up in there. Calm the hell down. Uh, and also, my immediate thought was, like, there are so many creeps out there. There's so many creeps out there. You know all the creepy dudes who like to basically date-rape women, uh, and maybe the women that like to date rape men, I don't know if that's a thing. I just, I've known, I've met a lot of creepy guys in my life, uh, date raping women and they got a camera on their, on their, on their penis. Like, come on, come on. Uh, and then it's also, there's also reports from the company that it can heat up when being used for too long. Uh, so some nice third degree burns on your penis might teach you that you don't necessarily need to have a high def camera on your penis while you're having sex. What a fucking world we live in. Like, seriously. This is the world we live in. Oh, and it's also connected. To I forgot this part. It's connected to Wi-Fi, and then it transmits to your phone. So, hello, hackers. Just take all nice up-close, you know, footage of some dude having sex with, really, some dude having sex with a woman or a man. I mean, you know, I guess, I guess it, it goes either way. I was immediately thinking of creepy dudes taking advantage of women. It could be taking advantage of men, too. Um, all right, let's get to some common sense. Oh, man, I'm so tired this week. I'm just like, oh. Cousin Beto's running for president. I got to, like, got to capitalize on that. Y'all better know how to spell my last name at this point. Um, and actually, before I know, I'm going to end with that. Uh, we actually had a story about a nurse in Missouri. Missouri. She shot her boyfriend in the head while they were trying to reenact a movie scene. Yeah, her boyfriend's dead. He's dead. They were drinking and watching a movie and decided to reenact the movie scene. Uh, and in doing so, she shot him in the head. Shot him in the head. Killed him. I, I, like, I don't even know what to say to this. Common sense? Don't reenact movie scenes with guns when you're drinking. Maybe just don't have a fucking gun in your house. When you're that dumb. You're that dumb. 
You pull out a gun when you've been drinking to, to point it at your boyfriend and shoot? I don't care if you think the gun's unloaded. Grow up. Grow up. What are you, 12? All right, I'm going to leave you with this one. Actually, I'm, I skipped over one. Maybe we'll talk about it next week. We had a report. I don't even know what this is. And I don't care. Uh, there was a student who was suspended for targeting the Gay Straight Alliance Club. And what happened was she came into school, saw there were some rainbow flags and some things supporting the Gay Straight Alliance Club, which I, I, I'm not sure exactly what that would be. It's it just, I, I imagine there's straight kids in there and gay kids and they're just, they're aligning themselves, alliance. And so what she did was decide to bring in a bunch of Bible verses and post them all over the school because she felt that she was being attacked. And in fact, where is this? Uh, and I quote, this is a quote from her, captioned from a video she posted, Lebanon schools celebrates evil and punishes righteousness, end quote, because she was suspended for posting a bunch of Bible verses in response to people who were trying to uplift students who might be gay in their school. This is the most ridiculous thing to me, and I am extremely passionate about this. I can't stand it. I grew up Catholic. I grew up Catholic. 13 years of Catholic school, altar boy. I taught religious education at my church. I was, I was kicked out of teaching religious education because I brought common sense into it. I've talked about it on a podcast. Go back to like episode 15. And it blows my mind that people hide behind a fucking book. A fucking book. You don't even know who wrote the fucking book. You don't. Don't say Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. No, they didn't write it. No. It's a cobbling together of a bunch of bullshit. That's what it is. And people hide behind this stupid book and use it as an excuse to be bigoted and hateful toward other people. I am so sick of it. Quoting Bible verses and all this bullshit. It's disgusting. You want to quote Bible verses, all of you out there that are Bible thumpers, this disgusting group of people that's out there, evangelicals, everyone that's doing this kind of thing, then you got to live every word of that Bible. Read the whole thing and live every single fucking word of it before you start using it to hate other people. Because you're going to read the whole thing and you're going to realize, oh shit, I can't live like this. Because this whole book is kind of bullshit. Kind of bullshit. I'm not hating on the Bible. If you want to read the Bible and get lessons from it, that's totally fine. That's what it was intended for, to teach lessons. Not to be dictated to people. And use this as an excuse to hate people, to minimize people, to degrade people. It's disgusting. Disgusting. And I hope this Gabby Helsinger, that's awesome too. Your name's Helsinger. Helsinger. You're a singer in hell. Like, come on. She wishes her name was Good Daughter. <laughs> I'm, so, I'm just so sick of it. Apologies for the amount of curse words there. I just, I can't stand it anymore. People using a stupid little book as an excuse for hatred. Stupid little book. You know what? Instead of reading that dumb book, go talk to people. Go get out in humanity. Go get out in humanity. And realize the great people that you are degrading by doing dumb shit like this. It's disgusting. Absolutely disgusting. On that note, Wall fans, I'm going to leave you with this, actually. Uh, St. Patty's Day is coming up on Sunday. First of all, never drink and drive. Just don't do it. You got Ubers, you got taxis, you got Lyft, you got friends, whatever it is. Don't drink and drive. Uh, enjoy responsibly. Remember, whiskey can be strong depending on the whiskey. Don't make those mistakes like I've made in the past and do like 10 shots of whiskey and then just be passed out in the corner of the bar. Don't do that. Celebrate responsibly. Uh, wear your green if you so please. I actually informed my wife tonight that she doesn't have to wear green. Her last name is O'Rourke. You're you're exempt from wearing green. My name, my full name is Sean Michael Patrick O'Rourke. Uh, try to tell me that I got to wear green on St. Patty's Day. I, I've literally been awarded a ridiculous hat on St. Patty's Day uh, because my name was so Irish. And the last thing I will tell you, PSA, every year I like to do this. It's St. Patty's Day, not St. Patty's Day. And you're like, what? That sounds like the same thing. It is St. Patrick's Day, not St. Patricia's Day, which means if you're going to 
say it as in St. Patty's or type it or write it. St. Patty's. It's St. P-A-D as in dog, D as in dog, Y apostrophe S. It is not St. P-A-T as in Tom, T as in Tom, Y apostrophe S. The one with the T as in Tom's is actually a shortening for Patricia. With the D as in dogs would be the shortening of Patrick. Get it right. My father ingrained that into my head at a very, very, very young age. Uh, so enjoy your St. Patty's Day this weekend. Uh, I will be eating some some beef brisket with my family, uh, as well as enjoying some nice Irish whiskey and maybe some Irish beers. I don't know. We'll see how it goes. Uh, and probably just drinking a little too much for what my usual drinking is because of St. Patty's Day. And my name's Sean Michael Patrick or work for God's sake. This is I, I have the right to do it this Sunday. All right, on that note, Wall Fans, Common Sensors, uh, Podcast Consumers, we are going to wrap it up. This has been episode 89 of Go Tell the Wall Podcast. Remember, you can follow us on Twitter at Tell the Wall Pod and at Magic Muppet. Also on Facebook, uh, facebook.com slash Go Tell to the Wall. Uh, don't forget YouTube. Head on over there. Search Go Tell to the Wall. Subscribe to our page. Like our videos. Do all the things. And of course, Sean O'Rourke live.com especially on the st patty's day weekend make sure you're bookmarking checking back often you're going to get the blog posts the photos the videos and all the other good stuff in fact uh if you go to the seanworklive.com right now you can actually see pictures of our on-air producers chris and bridget hassan there are pictures of them up there on the website as well as some others uh, but there are definitely pictures of them up there on the website so make sure you're doing that as I mentioned, this has been episode 89 of Go Tell to the Wall podcast. I'm your absolute favorite podcast host, the one and only Sean O'Rourke. And remember, wall fans, common censors, social media world, podcast consumers, no matter what you do, no matter where you go, no matter who you're with, and no matter why you are doing it, always, always use common sense. <laughs>